Amanda from Ponte's Books here with another video for Chapter 7 of The Prince and the Pauper. Today we're taking a look at a historical tidbit. And our tidbit for today is uh, the role that royal servants played in the palace. So we're taking a look at royal servants. You can see there a king being bathed, someone holding his cup, uh, stoking the fire. So there would be servants for all those roles. So here's the actual reference from chapter 7, where we see some of these roles specifically named. For the great post of the diapers, and then again, I'm skipping quite a bit in this to try and get in all the names. Tom's cupbearer was present. My Lord Darcy, first groom of the chamber, was there to do goodness knows what, but there he was, let that suffice. The Lord Chief Butler was there and stood behind Tom's chair, overseeing the solemnities under command of the Lord Great Steward and the Lord Head Cook, who stood near. Tom had 384 servants besides these. Now, I'm not positive exactly where that number came from, and unfortunately wasn't really able to land on like a really comprehensive list of all the servants, and it may have been exaggerated by um, Mark Twain as part of his satire, but there certainly were a lot of servants uh, especially for King Henry VIII. We don't have as much record for Edward um, just because he wasn't around as long, but we, we kind of assume that some of those were inherited by him from his father, Henry VIII. So some of the servant roles broke down into kind of two departments, and then really there was a third too. So I kind of saw it as like, you're either like one of the men-at-arms, so you're like a guard, and you're actually doing the physical guarding, or you're working in the house. So this is more focusing on the servant roles. Um, and again, they're not always servants, uh, the courtiers. They would have all sorts of different names, but just kind of as a modern context, basically people who serve the king, right? Um, but they were, uh, you know, rewarded for that in different different ways. So basically, there were two main departments that controlled most of the palace operations. So um, there was kind of the Lord Chamberlain's department. So they took care of most of the staterooms um, where important people would gather and discuss business. So like the rooms of the palace, like the important rooms. And then the Lord Steward's department, which was more of the below stairs areas like the kitchens. So more the areas that were less seen. And then the Chamberlain was kind of the more the areas that, that were seen. Um, is the way that it broke down uh, based on kind of one website that I saw. And so those roles, the Lord Chamberlain and the Lord Steward, those would be very important roles within the palace reserved for people that Henry or Edward trusted quite a lot. So if we're looking at some of the roles that fall under the Chamberlain's control, um, like a laundress, uh, ensuring the clothes, sheets, towels, and tablecloths were clean to put into those rooms, um, we had chambermaids who tidied up and made the rooms ready, uh, helped to prepare the fires, and in the earlier days, they helped to empty chamber pots, um, but I don't think those were as widely used in, like, Henry and Edward's time. I think they had uh, kind of privies that were set up for that. Um, then we have the groom of the chamber, so that's one of the roles that was mentioned in the quote from the story, so they helped to put on the outer clothes. Um, but a lot of times these roles would be just kind of like the king's friends that he would give them, but they would help him put on his outer clothes as well. Uh, and then the groom of the stool, which is always an interesting one. That was kind of the most intimate job that somebody could have. 
it helped the king actually use the toilet. So that person would have to be very, very well trusted by the king to get that position. Then looking kind of more at the, the kitchen side of things. Um, so we obviously had a cook. So they're in charge of kind of running the kitchens and prepping the food. And we would have multiple cooks. So we would have cooks kind of underneath them as well. There would be servers and butlers. Uh, there were cup bearers who specifically were the ones that kind of presented the cups to the royals so they could drink and then took them back. Uh, Spit Boys is one of the well-known ones. If you go and visit Hampton Court, you get to see the kitchens and actually see kind of a replica of the spits and how close they were to the fire. So it's actually their job to turn the meat on these spits, like the metal poles, I guess you could say. They put meat on that and it would spin in front of the fire, but they didn't have anything automatic to do that. So literally a person would have to stand there and turn it like all day. Uh, and then we had tasters. So tasters uh, were mentioned in this paragraph, as was a cupbearer. Uh, a taster is somebody who would test all the food and drink for poison. So at the time of Henry VIII, it mentioned in this paragraph and of Edward, uh, the tasters hadn't really had, it was more of like just a, almost like a decorative position because um, no one had really tried to actually poison kings and queens for a while, but it was still technically a position that they could hold. So what were some of the perks of being a servant or a courtier? Um, they would receive free food, free lodging, and that lodging came at various levels of luxury depending on what their role was. And they would also receive a ration of candles, wine, and beer. Uh, sometimes their room, depending on, again, that level of luxury, would contain an ensuite toilet. So they got their very own toilet, uh, not obviously with flushable plumbing or anything at this point, but still better than just a chamber pot uh, and chimneys even. So when it was colder, they could have their own chimney. Uh, lower servants didn't have their own toilet, but they would have access to what was called the Great House of Easement, which was basically a toilet block that could seat up to 14 people. So how exciting. Um, so that's just a little bit of a look into some of the servants uh, who lived in the palace. In The Prince and the Pauper, you see all sorts of titles that are thrown out there. And again, Mark Twain is a little bit exaggerating um, the roles of some of the servants, but there still were, you know, comparatively to how we live our lives now, quite, quite a lot. So hopefully you learned something new. Have a good rest of your day.